the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's been raining a lot this week. And at first, we all love the rain because we see so little of it sometimes in Texas. But after a while, it kind of starts to wear on us, doesn't it? The sun hasn't been out in a while. It's kind of dreary. I talked to a restaurant owner this week. I said, how are you doing? He says, not well. Since it's been raining so much, I've had large parties canceled. Nobody wants to come out in the rain. My dad once, he, he was fond of saying, life gets tedious. It is easy for us to become overwhelmed with all the nitty-gritty details of this world. We have work, we have school, we have bills to pay, we have things to plan, we have things, obligations that are always coming up on our calendars. Before we know it, it'll be Advent, it'll be Christmas, then pretty much straight into Lent, then Pascha, then Pentecost, and suddenly the Parish Life Conference will be upon us before we know it. When we got this icon, I told Father we just need a digital clock behind it with a countdown of the number of days to remind us. But it's easy to get overwhelmed with all the details of this world and to think of how we're buried under all the things that we have to do. It almost kills us sometimes. You know? Some of us, I think, are more susceptible to it than others. Um, but St. Paul puts it so well. When we get bogged down and we get, we get tied up in all those details, we are bound in those details, we, are suddenly, we suddenly have futility of mind. Our understanding is darkened. We are alienated from the life of God because of our ignorance and because of the blindness of our hearts. And here's the, here's the phrase that really cuts to me. We are past feeling. How many of us a lot of times feel tired? Not because of lack of sleep, but we're just tired. And we're worn down by all these things. And sometimes it gets us to the point where we are past feeling. It's an easy, easy trap for me to fall into, I know. The trap I fall into is I'll be sitting at home and, and, and think, I'm all alone, nobody cares, nothing I do matters. Tell me if any of this is familiar. Right? Um, nobody cares. The only person who would care if I died tomorrow would be my sister, and that's because she would have to clean out all my stuff. <laughs> right? And we get to the point where we are past feeling. I don't care anymore because nobody else cares. I fall into that all the time. And it's wrong. It is absolutely wrong. Not because I think all of a sudden everybody cares about me. No. It's wrong because what Paul tells us later in the epistle. 
And something that we need to keep in mind every single hour of every single day. We are not alone. We are members of one another. When one of us is missing, all of us are diminished. When one of us suffers, we are all in pain. When one of us sins, we are all hurt by it. For by virtue of our baptism, we are members of the body of Christ. And a cell in the body of Christ can't, any body, can't, can't function on its own. Right? Anytime there's something wrong with one part of the body, it affects all the body. And that's true for each and every one of us. None of us in here is alone. None of us. We are members one of another. And that then not only brings the great benefits of being members one of another, but certain obligations as well, does it not? By virtue of our baptism, we are members one of another. And therefore, obligated to help each other. Just as the cells in our bodies are obligated to help each other, otherwise they're a problem. You know, Father Patrick, of blessed memory, he used to not ask people to do things. He used to say, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. And I thought about that a lot this week. I was like, why, why would he say that? He would say that because he cared. He cared. And whatever it was he was asking us to do, he knew that it would be edifying for us. And he knew that as a result of doing it, we would be closer to each other and therefore closer to Christ. And sometimes it wasn't fun things. It wasn't, could you head up this committee for us? I need you. It wasn't, I need you to head this committee. Sometimes it was, I need you to pick the dead bugs out of the light fixtures in the parish hall. And you may think, well, how is that edifying? How does that bring us closer? Because anything we do in service to the church, anything we do in service to each other brings us closer to each other and therefore closer to Christ. We got an email here in the last couple days, list of volunteer opportunities for the fall festival. I hope everybody saw it, looked at it. Today we're going to have a meeting about the Parish Life Conference. I hope that Father does not ask for volunteers. Now why do I say that? Not because I don't think that things need to be done. It's because unless you're a first-time visitor with us, and if you are, welcome, we're glad to have you. <laughs> but unless you're a first-time visitor with us, the time for volunteering is over. There is no more volunteering. We have all already volunteered. When did we do that? When the priest said, Dost thou desire to be baptized? I do. Well, Peter, I was only 19 days old when, when I was baptized. Somebody else said that for me. Well, guess what? 
You ever go to a website that says continued use of this website indicates acceptance of the terms and conditions? <laughs> church is just like that. So we've already all volunteered. If we are fulfilling our role as members of the body of Christ, as members of one another, none of us should ever, ever sit back and wait to be asked to do, to do something. None of us should ever sit back and wait to be asked to do something. If we are fulfilling our role as members of the body of Christ, we should always be asking, what can I do to help? What needs doing? If we have a sign-up sheet in the parish hall for bread or flowers or coffee or whatever, the problem should never be that it's empty. The problem is that we shouldn't have enough slots on it so that everyone has the opportunity to serve. We've all already volunteered. We shouldn't even be using that word. What we should be asking is, what opportunity is there for me to serve? We're going to have a meeting about the Parish Life Conference. If every single one of us is not involved in the Parish Life Conference in some way, shape, or form, we are all diminished by that person's absence. And it goes beyond these walls. Parish Life Conference is when we host all the other members of our diocese to come here. So when I talk about us being members one of another, it's not just this parish. It's our diocese and beyond. It really struck me when Metropolitan Joseph at my ordination said, we're making him a deacon for this parish, for this archdiocese, for the Patriarchate of Antioch. That's a lot of responsibility. But we are all members of this parish, of this archdiocese, of the Patriarchate of Antioch, of the Church of God, of the body of Christ. And when our absent, we are absent and not helping all of the rest of the body of Christ, then we are diminished and so are they. We don't have a very good track record, I'm going to be honest here, we don't have a very good track record here in this parish of participating at other levels. At the diocesan level, at our archdiocesan level, we have some people who as individuals have gone out and done wonderful things. But as a parish, we have not fully integrated ourselves, I believe, into our diocese. Well, Peter, we're, we're Western Rite. Everybody else is Eastern Rite. Nobody likes us. <laughs> Do I need to go back to futility of mind, having our understanding darkened? And, and let me be honest. We are different. But then, because we are different, guess then whom the burden is on to go out and reach out to others? Us. It's up to us to go out and reach out to the rest of the diocese. It's up to us to go out and reach out to the rest of the archdiocese. To our neighboring Orthodox churches. If anyone's interested, 
St. John's is having their Greek food festival today. It's a great place to go for lunch. I'm sure with the rain, they would welcome anyone coming. But it is an opportunity for us to go out and come closer to our fellow members of the body of Christ. And that's what we're called to do. You know, in the end, it's about priorities. It always comes back to priorities. They made the mistake one time of putting me as the chairman of the stewardship committee at St. Constantine and Helen. They only let me do it once. <laughs> because I didn't talk about money, really. What I talked about was priorities. And I said, point blank, if we're spending more money on cable TV per month than we're giving to the church, something's wrong. If we're scheduling what church events we can, we can attend based on everything else that's going on, something's wrong. Our priorities are not correct. If we are members of the body of Christ, if we are members one of another, this comes first. And then we schedule everything else around this. You know, in most of our, our, our Orthodox churches, right above us, right here, would be the icon of the Ponda Crotter, the judge of all. Christ sitting on the throne, whom we will all appear before to stand in judgment. Here's the questions he's not going to ask. Did you spend enough time in the office? Did you get your kids playing the right sports? I can't imagine, I can't, I can't figure out how you binge watched that whole show on Netflix but missed the last season. Those are not questions he's going to ask. Because those are not our priorities. Our priorities, our sole priorities, should be what I said from up here. Two things. That we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. And we love our neighbors as ourselves. Why? Because we are members of one another. Therefore, let us love each other as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.